Welcome to the Legendary Leaders Podcast, Making Legendary Leaders, with your host, Katrina Jameson, where we focus on business, leadership, and life. Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of Legendary Leaders. Today, I am challenging you to encourage accountability. Now hold on just a second. Did you actually cringe when you heard me say that word, accountability? Uh, Maybe you winced a little bit when you heard me say that word? Accountability, it's like, ugh, right? It's such a loaded word and it means so many things. And living in the corporate world, we know, we know what accountability means. I mean, ultimately, accountability is used in the corporate world to mean something more negative than it should, right? It's this negative word that's like, oh, well, they screwed up. They're getting in trouble, right? It's accountability equates to punishment. Accountability means, ah, you screwed up. Now it's coming to you. Usually... In the corporate world, that's what it means. It's just got this negative vibe around it. It, it we say, uh, you know, you're gonna hold that person responsible for their poor performance. That's what you think when you hear accountability, or that's what I think, right? Having grown up in the corporate world, or you know, maybe it means you're gonna deliver accountability to someone, which means you're gonna formally discipline them, right? You're gonna deliver accountability, but. Delivering accountability and encouraging accountability are really two different things, if you think about it. We can deliver accountability all day, meaning we're delivering discipline. It's a nice way to say, I'm I'm coaching you, I'm holding you accountable, whatever, okay? I'm holding you accountable also means I'm documenting your poor performance or I'm documenting the bad decision that you made. But when you encourage someone to be accountable themselves, I believe that's different than the way that we use the word accountability in the corporate world today. And I really want you to think about that because again, the whole point of what I'm walking you through here, helping you see how things are happening in the world that you're used to living in, the corporate environment, and then creating the environment that you want to create, the positive environment, the supportive environment that you want to have in your own business. And it takes awareness. It takes being very cognizant of the world that you quote-unquote grew up in and just assumed or felt like that was the answer. When we make assumptions or we just believe that that is the way, then we'll never change it. And so what I want you to do is I want you to realize that in the world that you're living in, the corporate world, things do need to change in a lot of ways. Now, can you change all of them in the world that you're working in right now while you're starting your business on the side? Probably not. But you can at least acknowledge the reality of of the life that you're living and and the world that you're living in, rather, the corporate world. And then you can say, you know what? I'm okay with living in that world here, right? Because that's the world someone else has created. But I want to create a better world for my employees. I want to have a different world for my business. And so that's why we're talking about this. I need to make you aware. So let's let's think through this. So let's go back to accountability because you know what I'm talking about. Accountability is more negative than supportive. But honestly, we need accountability to be all-encompassing, right? We need that word to mean encouraging you to be accountable, making me accountable, us having accountability conversations. It needs to be all of those things. We need to hold people accountable for their total performance, which means celebrating and appreciating the amazingly good work that they put out as much as we call out or address the underperformance. 
okay? And I can tell you that it's usually lopsided. We give a little bit of praise, but we're when we talk accountability, it's much more the negative underperformance focus, right? So we can't let accountability become lopsided in the way in which we deliver it. And that's what I want you to think about today. In, in a Harvard Business Review article called How to Actually Encourage Employee Accountability, Ron Carusi said accountability processes are the formal and informal ways that leaders talk about, assess, and affirm the contributions of those they lead and the improvements they can make to strengthen those contributions. That was a long sentence, okay? But ultimately, the processes are solely focused on the contribution someone makes, as well as the improvements they need to make. The processes aren't well-rounded or focused on the whole contribution level of an employee. It's one-sided. Now, Ron made three recommendations on how we as leaders can adjust this and make our employees feel more valued, more connected, and not feel like the process is against them, right? If accountability is focusing on the process of improvement, then accountability is not encompassing everything. So let's talk about how we can make some changes through our own leadership so that our employees don't feel like everything's against them. Number one, Ron said, make dignity the foundation. I really like that. Make dignity the foundation. This means stop judging your direct reports and making assumptions about them. Now, I'm not saying you do it on purpose, and I'm not saying that you, you judge harshly or you're even maybe aware of some of the judgments that you're there because we all are humans and we take in all of these different things that we see and we make assessments in our brain because we have to make judgment calls all of the time. That's just part of being human, okay? So I'm not telling you to stop doing that. What I'm telling you to do is to be aware of all the pieces of information that you're pulling in, be aware of the judgments that you're making as a part of that assessment, and then be willing to make that change in your brain and say, I don't think that's right. Uh, no, I don't, I don't think that, uh-uh, nope, I'm wrong on that one. We all know and feel when someone doesn't have our backs. I think we've all been in that situation where we just know that someone doesn't really have our best interest at heart. Like they say it, but eh, not really. They're not showing it. And so what happens when we feel that? Well, I mean, I can tell you that, you know, for me, I avoid that person. I just stay away from them. I, if they're my supervisor, and I've had this happen in the past, you know, if they're my supervisor, that's fine. But, you know, at the end of the day, uh, <laughs> they can be my supervisor all day long. That doesn't mean that I have to be driven to perform per, for them. If, if they judge me, if, if I can tell they don't have my back, if they're not putting everything in for me to support me, then I will go off and I will take care of my team and I will perform for the company and I will perform for my team, but I'm not there to, to please them. And that can be tough because we always say, and it's, it's very true, that people don't leave a company, they leave a boss. They leave a supervisor. Okay? It's very true. And so when you don't want to perform for that supervisor, it becomes a downward spiral. So. What I want you to do is be the leader you need to be so your team performs well. 
And if they don't perform well, it's not because of how you feel about each of them, right? I mean, it's like they could be underperformers. They could have just had a bad day. But if you write it off as like this bad day is because they're an underperformer, I mean, that's some judgment, right? Make dignity the foundation. Practice dignity, not surveillance. Focus on giving them the benefit of the doubt. Focus on encouragement. Focus on support. Let them prove you wrong. Okay? Let them prove you wrong. You're not going to be made a fool if they prove you wrong. Just let them prove you wrong. Be the leader they deserve. The second thing is focus on fairness. When you are fair to everyone in every situation, your team is more likely to be honest and own their mistakes right? Versus them seeing you blow up and lose your mind and everything's, you know, going to, going to crap, right? I'm trying to keep all of this PC and uh, PG rather. And so I would just say, think about this. If you are, if you're fair and everyone knows that you're going to be consistent, I don't mean go off the chain crazy nuts, but I'm always fair. I'm going to listen to you first. I want to get your feedback. I really want to understand. I'm going to give you the benefit of the doubt. I'm not trying to constantly prove that you did something wrong, right? Let's go back to number one. I'm giving you dignity. I'm supporting you. I'm not surveilling you. I'm picking you apart like you're in a courtroom on the stand, and I'm trying to prove that you did something wrong. If I can treat you with fairness, you're going to be honest, and you're going to own your mistakes, and this is going to help us all run faster. We're going to run faster because you're honest. We figured it out together. Let's just keep moving. And then the last thing that Ron said was make restoration, not blame, the goal. That was a really good one. And so I'd say this. While many corporate cultures say you can fail, right? Hey, you can fail. Just fail fast. Just keep running. It's okay, right? How many times have you heard that? The punishment for failing doesn't reinforce that. I mean, you get punished. People get demoted. People will not get the next promotion, right? And that means that no one wants to try anything new. Or they definitely don't want to admit when they failed because while the culture says it on the pieces of paper, the underlying tone and the behaviors of the leadership says no way in heck can you fail here because when you fail, you're never going to get another chance. And so you don't want to create that culture. Don't be a part of that. Appreciate the fact that someone had the courage to go try something new, whether it worked or whether it didn't. Bring it up on your calls. Talk about the fact that someone had the courage to step out. And hey, it didn't work, but I'm proud of them for trying. And they recovered it quickly. And look how fast we're running because of it. That's the kind of leader that you need to be. You're going to make dignity the foundation. You're not going to practice surveillance. You're going to practice dignity. You're going to be fair to everybody. Okay, you're going to be consistently fair on how you handle conversations and giving benefit of the doubt and being open to the conversation before you pass judgment so that you can let people come and talk to you and own their mistakes, which goes into number three, which means they're going to be willing to run and fail fast and learn from it because you're going to focus on fixing it quickly, not blaming them for a mistake. And if we can do that, then that's encouraging accountability. That means that other people own and are accountable for their behavior. And I don't need to go and have coaching discussions and documented disciplinary discussions at all. We're all accountable for our own performance. I've encouraged that in the culture and the way that I carry myself as a leader, which means now your team feels comfortable.
and they're going to be more accountable. And that's where you want to be. So how can you practice this in the corporate world? And then how can you translate it over to your business? That is your challenge for today, encouraging accountability. As always, go and be legendary.